This is Hot Takes and Beer Breaks, where we have some hot takes, but more beer breaks. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Hot Takes and Beer Breaks. I'm your host, John, joined as always by Justin and Jason. How are you guys yep. doing today? Hi. Mm, dandy, I guess. If you would like to uh, reach the podcast, you can uh, email in at hottakesandbeerbreaks at gmail.com. Follow us at Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, all at Hot Takes and Beer Breaks. Let's get into it this week. This week, we watched the documentary, or the 30 for 30 by ESPN on Bruce Lee, Be Water. Yep, What'd we you guys all think? watched it. Jason didn't watch yes. it. The first 10 minutes were pretty it. good. <laughs> oh, John, you forgot to mention our two special guests today. Nobody and nobody? I don't... <laughs> uh, this is for the YouTube audience only. Yeah, I got our two biggest fans behind us. <laughs> Is, is when it's gag. when it's a wall fan, does that count as one fan or it's a is window that... fan? It's a window John. fan, John. There are two. I said window ones. fan. No, you said you said wall. Fan. Oh wow, I'm sorry. I meant window. Check fan. the link below. Play the tape back. Um, no, I believe you. I probably said it wrong. But uh, <laughs> is it one fan with two separate blades or is no? It, I mean, technically, there's a bunch of different blades. There's two fans. Yeah. Okay. You, so you I'll can have one, a fan one in one direction and one in the other. I'm not yeah. coming one way or another. I'm just asking the tough questions. You know, the questions our YouTube audience needs to know and our podcast listeners hate us for talking about it. Right yeah, now. all, you know, 10 people. It's fine. It Except the YouTube audience. They love it. They do. Well, Jason, we're going to ignore you for right now, but we'll come back to you later. Well, you didn't really mean, watch the, what'd you th- What would you think of the first 10 minutes when you got into it? It was very, it was very interesting. I kind of wish I didn't get distracted and have to, you know, go to work. I would have okay. watched it all. Justin, what did you think of the documentary like two hours series? Of it. it was good. There wasn't really much that I didn't already know. Can I be a little harsh? Go. I actually sure. thought it was very boring in the beginning. Yeah, I, th- I think there's a there was a lot of things that weren't touched on, like, like a lot of his philosophies and. I don't know. I just I felt like there was more things you could have talked about with Bruce Lee, and I don't know if it hit all the points well. It seems it seemed just kind of slow, and you were like, "All right, let's kind of get to the better stuff," you know. And once you got there, it was just kind of over, in my opinion. Do you want to know why? Why is that? Try try giving a history of comic books. Mm-hmm. It's very dull in the beginning, and. It's always it's it's always gonna be like if you do the behind the scenes stuff of comic books, it's dull and boring. Yeah, Bruce Lee was more of a myth and like a larger than life character rather than a person. Yeah, like even uh even in the documentary, there's one point at the end where it's uh, they said if Bruce Lee didn't pass so young, the the like myth of him, the mythology would not be as intense. Yeah, so Bruce Lee passed away after his fourth... Was it his fourth U.S. movie, or was it his second U.S. movie with fourth biggest budget? Because there was two in China? It was... I know he at least did Enter the Dragon... Was it Enter the Dragon? It was Way of the Dragon that he passed after. Enter the Dragon was the one with Chuck Norris. Is that one Enter the Dragon? They're both Dragon, right? Yes. Yes, but yeah, I mean, it is kind of sad to say, right? Like, if if he didn't pass away, maybe he isn't as big of a legend as he is today. Like, he passes away, so kind of like the Beatles. Like, the Beatles broke up before they ever had 
any dull records. Like if Bruce Lee had bad movies, the Beatles maybe. pumped out a, a of discography so huge that the fact that they did it in the short amount of time, they're their own topic for another day. That there's ridiculous. I'm, sorry, I didn't mean to like, but no, they're. Are you just saying because they all had the same haircut at one point? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. No, but I meant I meant they they went on such a high, you know what I mean? That no one ever kind of got sick of them and was like, oh, I don't want to listen. Kind of like Bruce Lee, like no one got sick of any of his movies and was like, oh, these aren't these good that good, or you know, he never had a lull. Like he he was going up 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 and then passed away, and I think it kind of adds to his mythology. Yeah, to an extent. I mean, you yeah. wish he was still here. Obviously, I think he's an incredible. Oh yeah, because. At the very least, he would either be in movies still or directing movies. Yeah, exactly. And you'd love to see it. I mean, his philosophies and the way he really thought about life was really interesting. And I think mm-hmm. he changed Hollywood for the better with what he did. He changed Kung Fu forever. Well, we could talk about that later because I kind of want to get in, if you don't mind. We'll, we'll save that for the end. Oh, no, no, no. I mind. Okay. Well, Go I'm on. glad you mind. But This is why Bender's the host. I knew I knew he fought, he fought Chuck Norris and uh that was a really like amazing scene but i didn't realize he fought kareem in one of his oh, movies oh yeah they were boys yeah that was cool to see like because uh bruce lee allowed everyone to join his uh dojo and learn kung fu you know he had so many people around him which was really interesting yeah. to see it is funny that in a a time where just well not still around but there's a lot of uh, racism towards Chinese people, mm-hmm. especially over there in uh, California. Yeah. And at a time where the martial arts world was equally as like segregated and it's like you have to be from China or something like that. I forget exactly what it was, but it was very select group. Didn't allow outsiders in. Then you got this guy coming over back to the U.S. because he was technically born here to like just include everyone he didn't care he was just inclusive and which that, is, like yeah which is a really great example like if you want everyone to be on your side and you know stop being racist towards chinese people which was very much happening at the time i think he kind of led yeah. by example by including everyone in his own martial arts which was supposed to be segregated mm-hmm. so that was incredible to see now do you want to talk about it it man since you're uh, more yep. of the expert, that's what yep. I said. And his last name is Man. Okay. Because you oh, said no, you wanted to talk about this. Basically, Yip Man was... There's a four-movie series about him uh, played by Donnie Yen. Basically, Yip Man is the guy who trained Bruce Lee mm. for an extended period of time. And actually, in the fourth movie, Bruce Lee is kind of like a big figurehead in it okay because basically the journey that bruce lee took in real life it's kind of like that in the movie so in it man 4 he is traveling to the united states just to find to try and find a school for his son and it basically just becomes like there's a shit ton of racist stuff in there because oh really back, back basically what the documentary talked about and how bad it was back then the guy who trained Bruce Lee came over to here. And at the time, Bruce Lee was like very popular, had his own gym. And even the stuff that they talked about in the documentary about how the like uh, the um, martial artists masters 
of the of like the old school mythology, they did not like Bruce Lee because of how inclusive he was. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it, it's pretty cool. I recommend the movie as well because it also tackles race and stuff like that. Well, it's, it, I mean, to go on that, like it was interesting, like Hollywood very much made a business decision when they saw some of his movies, even though he, he was adamant that they would, be more popular with him as a as a lead character what was that the tv show where oh, the, it was like kung fu or something but was, they they didn't they, yeah they didn't believe uh it was about a were, shaolin monk and they picked a white dude yeah they whitewashed the character i mean it's really because i think a lot of people talk about today about include inclusivity and you know not making every single main character white. And I think that's very Look, much Scarlett uh, Johansson should be allowed to play whoever she wants. <laughs> okay. But I think that is a, an old philosophy and it is interesting to see it kind of get broken in the mold by Bruce Lee and by other people. And yeah, you know, I, I think that's something to learn to take away from today that not everything has to be, you know, it's take crazy when, when people realize that being a white person isn't the only, or white people aren't the only people would like, talent and can act and can lead a movie and are interesting yeah yeah very much so it is funny that racist racism has been backing the music industry or not music uh the movie industry well, that too probably everything everything yeah i mean all these it's all these companies bad. and all these film industries and everything make decisions based on money and they do what they think is best for their bottom dollar you know they don't really care about people or what they think they just they yeah. care about what it kind of reminds me of like um what's happened it kind of reminds me of um like black panther remember how everyone was like surprised that a like yeah large african based movie like was very popular yeah and then like oh diversity well people who said that were the movie execs were like oh diversity sells it's like yeah no shit nobody wants to see the same thing over and over and over yeah we want to see different stories and different takes yeah. and different people and you know we want to have different heroes you know i mean how many people grew up wanting to be bruce lee yeah. i think you know with however you know main actors look different you know we have female leads you know different races and nationalities so many other people are inspired by you know like i personally would want to see like you can only watch tom cruise doing a tom cruise thing for so long like even now i want to see a diverse like just anything and it's it's not that those movies are bad or not enjoyable and no they shouldn't be put out but it shouldn't be exclusive exclusively that it shouldn't be like oh we made money on this all the time and i think bruce lee really helped break the mold on that you yeah. know with his movies and everything it's just crazy that a guy with just that much charisma was able to just persevere himself into popularity yeah, he, at a time where the, nobody wanted to even give him anything because he had a slight accent. And I think no one would have blamed him at that time, you know, if he just gave up. I mean, he had so many hardships going through, you know, yeah. constantly being passed over for roles. He had the mm -hmm. role of uh, Cato was kind of minimized. It wasn't paid as much as some of the other characters. Yeah, even and, though he was, like, the selling point. Exactly. And, you know, he didn't want to play racist stereotypes, which is very much a thing back then. You know, you look at... You look at... Does um, Breakfast at Tiffany's, do you think, going back to that movie and how it portrays Asian men, do you think that is a slander on that movie? Or do you think you go, that's very much that time and we're glad we don't have movies like that anymore? 
No, I'm pretty sure that was a slander back then. Like, yeah, well, it was obviously that old, right? Like, it's what the seventies, sixties, uh, right? It's it's not even like someone trying to subtly play, and it's a very aggressively racist stereotype. Yeah, like, caricature. It was uh, 1961. Oh, thank you. That yeah, old. No yeah. Well, either way, seen... it, it's yeah, it's not the best. Jason, have you seen the movie Breakfast at Tiffany's? I have, but a long time ago. When you first started talking about it, and you were like, oh, does it portray the stereotype? I was like, what are you talking about? Like, it's five kids in uh, detention, but my head immediately went to the Breakfast Club, not Breakfast at Tiffany's. So. Oh. <laughs> That's why I was, I don't know if you saw look my face, but I was just very confused. I was like, wait, what are you, there's no, I don't think there's an Asian person in that movie. But yeah, Breakfast at Tiffany's, yeah. I, I well, seen there it. wasn't an Asian person in Breakfast at Tiffany's either. Oh. Should we look at that movie and go, that movie is of that time. It doesn't, we don't portray Asian people that way anymore. Or we don't really, any other movie, you know, where it portrays people in a racist make. Do we look at that and go, we appreciate for it for the other things, not necessarily this racist aspect of it. I don't um, even know what that movie's about, to be honest. Yeah, All I know I is there's that one catchy song about it. And then it's known for just having a racist person, a racist uh, caricature yeah, of a person. Well, I mean, look at any movie. I mean, I mean look at a, Chris, mm. a Christmas Story is, I don't know if this is necessarily racist, but it does have Asian stereotypes oh, yeah. in it at the end. And that's a great movie on its that own. Without that so movie. stupid. You don't like that movie? No, I hate that movie. It's so funny. <laughs> I love that movie. It's a good movie on, on its own. <laughs> I don't think so. I'm not a fan. But with that okay. one, at least it's it's just kind of making fun of the accents. Yeah, yeah. And like, it's not like having a bunch of Mickey Rooney's be it. It it's like Asian actors. Yeah, yeah. That's true. I guess that's the point of it. But I, and like I, even even like the uh, the Mickey Rooney thing is bad because look at like even the um, what's the name John Wayne playing Genghis Khan. That's bad. That's it's bad. not like. It's bad, but at least he's just literally not even like trying to hide his accent. Yeah, he's just he's John just, Wayne. Yeah, he's just John Wayne being called <laughs> Genghis Khan. It's not like he's trying to be aggressively racist with it. Uh, still pretty still bad. bad, but yeah. that's definitely a conversation for the next time. But let's get Jason in here because I think you can finally talk about this topic. <sighs> what are we talking so, about now? Well, we're going to talk about because Bruce Lee, we kind of touched on, had the philosophy of including everyone in his martial arts study and includes included everyone and multiple different philosophies and kind of led, you know, he's credited as the father of UFC, you know, a sports mm -hmm. program. Yeah. What do you think about the idea that politics and sports should remain separate? Or do you think that politics has always been in sports and it's a mute issue? I think it's a mute issue. It always is, always will be regardless. Okay. Justin, what do you think? I mean, anyone on the platform is going to be asked what their political views are. Yeah. Whether Especially nowadays where everything's at the, your fingertips. You want to know mm. what people believe. Yeah. And at this point, it's like with some issues, if you don't say anything, then you've made a point. Yeah. yeah right. Silence is bad person. Yeah. I mean, unless like you just haven't been asked. But if you've been asked and you're like, I'd rather not say. Yeah. It's usually going to lead towards the negative side. I mean... You can look at Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan said uh, at his height of popularity, conservatives buy sneakers too. And that was kind of taken as a a slander, I guess you would say. Like, oh, he does, he's a conservative or he's a Republican. I, or did he say a Republican buys shoes too? I forget what he said. Uh, but I mean, yeah, that's, that. 
that could be taken as a political statement. Like, and there's a oh, lot yeah. of things. You know, Muhammad Ali obviously didn't want to go to Vietnam. Jesse Owens held up his black power fist at the Olympics, but it was more of a sign of the U.S. dominance over okay, Hitler. That was for a lot more reasons. Well, no, no, no. That was a lot more. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> one of my favorite moments in sports. Yeah, it's a really so great great moment. His movie was fantastic, too, by the way. The Jesse and Owens I think, movie. well, yeah. even, you know, earlier this week, Drew Brees had his comment, which a lot of people took as insensitive. But I mean, he's allowed to think it. I don't know if it's necessarily the most educated viewpoint, but you know, I don't know if we should kill him for saying it. I think we should more correct him for his incorrect statement. The right didn't. So with that, he said something about like uh, there's no excuse for disrespecting the flag or something like that. Yeah, yeah something like some nonsense like that. And then after the fact. He was saying, or like people were saying that you, they talk to him and they explain the situation. Yeah, like yeah. His. So like, that's how it should be. Like, you yeah. should be entitled to your opinion, and if you are willing to take constructive, eh, constructive criticism, yeah, then that's a good thing. Yeah. Like, for me personally, I believe that I believe that Colin Kaepernick should have the ability to kneel for the flag. And I, I personally don't take it as a disrespect. I think it's using your First Amendment rights. And that's what these service members, the brave men and women that fought for this country, fought for, you know? I think it's more of a disservice not to use it. But if you want to come back with an, uh, a great critique or something, I'm, I'm all here for hearing every single side. But I think what's more surprising is, you know, you have... Laura Ingram, a Fox News host specifically, when LeBron James speaks his mind, she tells him to shut up, that he's an athlete. He needs to stay in his lane. But when Drew Brees Brees speaks up, she's, well, he's speaking his opinion. He should have that opinion. And I don't disagree with her second take, but she didn't have the same viewpoint for LeBron James. Do you want to know why? Why is that? Well, because it was opposing what she believes. Yeah. Yeah, which is what I think it boils down to. Yeah. So I think and when you're going to get that from both sides. Yeah. Like, like uh, if somebody on the like, look at the the Trump and uh, Biden thing when the rape allegations came out. All the people who were like all for like, yeah, we got to get Trump. He's he's uh, he's he's touching people who shouldn't be who don't want it. It's like, yeah. Then when the allegations came out against Biden. It's, oh, who stopped? Uh, yeah, it's dead quiet. Who stopped uh, being so righteous. Yeah. If it's against your side, you attack. If it's not, you defend. Yeah, but I mean, and that's what's dumb right now. I don't disagree. Jason, yeah. do you have anything to add to that point? No, people are stupid. I think sports is an incredible thing where everyone can kind of come together, and you don't have to appreciate. Um, Colin Kaepernick or Drew Brees' viewpoints, but I think you're allowed to root for them on the field. You know, you can think Drew Brees is unintelligent off the field, but then when you might be a Saints fan, you're like, I'm still going to root for him. You know, you can differenti- differentiate that. It's not against yeah. the rules to say, hey, I think he might be a bad person. Like, I'm, I don't think Drew Brees is a bad person. I hope no one takes that that way. I think he might be no, wrong. No, you we always hate his guts aside. There we go, yeah. yeah but you're allowed to root for the player and go, okay, I'm rooting for him as an athlete and I'm not going to support his beliefs, but I am going to support his way to say it. And just as le- as long as you're allowed to root for Colin Kaepernick when he plays, 
and say, I don't agree with his message. You know, you're allowed to do that, but politics well, is that, a great That also brings up the question, John, like in terms of like, look at like movies and all, any like art and stuff like that. If you disagree with the artist, can you separate the art from the artist? Can you separate um, the player from the political views? Uh, personally, I can. I, I mean, I guess it's easier sometimes than others, but, you know, I don't want to, like, take O.J. Simpson's accolades away because he may or may not be a murderer, or Ray Lewis for the same reasons, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah, Ray Lewis. Mm. That was no, someone... <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it's it's more like off the field should be we should condemn them off the field but they're on the field achievements should be praised unless they do something to cheat on the field you know what i mean like if there's steroids involved or something they cheat the game but so yeah i mean okay if they're a terrible person off the field as long as they're good on the field whoa whoa, whoa, hold on on. no 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 i don't want (laughs) to No, what I meant was, um, sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry if that that came across. What I meant is if there's something off the field, like let's say a sexual assault or a sexual abuse, like we see that across the league, right? They should be condemned outside the league. So I think they should be punished and I think they should be, um, they should be handled outside. But if like everything's okay there, maybe they should be, Maybe that's wrong. Now you're making me question everything. Now I think I'm wrong. Yeah, John, come on. Well, How are you going to defend this? Yeah, yeah you're saying, saying, oh, yeah, they, they can rape and murder as many people as they want off the field, but on the field, they're a perfect angel. We don't care about that anymore. That's oh, kind of what you're coming off as saying, and I know you don't mean that, but that's kind of no, what you're coming No, I don't. No, no. So, John, hear me no. out like this. So, I meant just, fine, I'm not, sorry. I meant just, anything that happened beforehand of a scandal or something bad shouldn't be taken away from them however after the fact how they respond to it are they punished and stuff like that after should be taken into account their personality you can't you can't say that um what's his name uh let's say like louis ck his his old stand-ups are hilarious you can't take that away from him am i gonna go run to see him uh, see a new special by him no Okay, yeah, I guess... Your point of view kind of changes once you hear that this guy has all these allegations Mm -hmm. against him. Whether they're true or not, your point of view changes. Yeah, that you guys made me really... Because I think I explained it really terrible. I meant more people's point of view. I meant more like LeBron James. I shouldn't have talked about... Yeah, but LeBron James isn't doing anything bad. No. No, of course not, no. Yeah, because I really know. hate the way that the NFL handles sexual assault. I think they do a terrible job. Oh my god, they're, they're the and regular right. assault and they're, all. They're the just so thing. bad at all. But like, I and mental smoke, health. You smoke weed, you're done for the whole season. You rape a girl, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll look into it. That makes yeah, yeah, that yeah, makes no so sense. That should because that's because that's a that's an aspect where I don't think they're being handled off outside the the court of like opinion. You know what I mean? So I think that should be probably handled. Oh, this is another topic for another day. Or do we just go into it all the way? Screw it, let's go. <laughs> yeah, because... Sure. Well, I I had a conversation. I wrote in college, I wrote a paper, and it was basically when I, I wrote a paper too in college. Oh, nice. I didn't write any. I, I talked to a, a sexual assault expert, 
Mm-hmm. Or no, it was uh, domestic abuse. Sorry, it was domestic abuse, and it was talking about all the domestic abuse scales going on. And I asked her, uh, the the counselor, I asked her like her opinion, and she said, people who commit des- domestic abuse typically they're not proud of it. Typically, like they're not pe- they're not people that want to commit domestic abuse. So they when they do find help, they seek that help out, and then they typically won't commit again. And if they do, they come back to seek help again. It's kind of like like if you're taking a drug right and you're constantly like you know you shouldn't be taking this drug so you go back to rehab every single time you fall off the wagon or you seek help every time it would be kind of similar to that so i think like players who are accused of domestic abuse should go into therapy and should be out of the league for however long a therapist until a therapist goes okay they've been rehabilitated whether that's a year two years three years however long it is you know Disagree or agree? I mean, uh, that's, that's a fair, that's a fair, fair, fair uh, point to make. Yeah, but uh, also they shouldn't be treated any differently than if somebody assaulted or sexually assaulted. Yeah, like if regular people are doing it, they should be treated equally within the law. No, yeah. If they have to go serve time, they go serve time. Yeah, uh, absolutely. You shouldn't be any different because you're either rich or you throw or catch a ball. I guess we can talk about like the whole other time about you know, the differences in the criminal justice system with sexual assault and how, you know, someone like Brock Turner gets basically three months. Someone who smokes weed could be in jail for like several years. Well, that's yeah. a racism thing. Yeah, that's, that's a whole other issue. issue. There's a lot of stuff to it. Yeah. This just just well, yeah, I meant with my original point. We should differentiate people's opinions in politics from what they do as an artist. So if... What about what they did? What they did as a personal... Like, what do you mean? Like, instead of what they do, what they did. You can't take away what they did prior. But once information comes out, you can't look at them the same after the fact. I mean... I think it's well noted Drew Brees and Tom Brady are Republicans in, in an all... I mean, if you're a Democrat, that shouldn't take your your opinion away from voting for rooting for them on the field. You know what I mean? Like they're allowed to vote Republican just as much as someone's allowed to vote Democrat. And if you're a Republican, you're you don't have to not vote for that. But what happens if like Tom Brady got on on Twitter and was or like just got a video of him just saying like some really right wing stuff or some like racist stuff? Oh, racist stuff. No, get get him out of here. I meant more like. Like, if he was like, oh, I believe there should be lower taxes or less government oversight. I mean, that's his prerogative to say. To say. Not, yeah, not that's one racist. thing. But when you say something like targeted, like, I nobody should disrespect the flag, there's a yeah. reason why you're saying it. Yeah, it was it was kind of weird. So. It was a weird that, interview, though. I think he got... For. What's up? That needs to be accounted for. Yeah. But also, if they learn something from the situation, you should people shouldn't that's another thing people are so easy to just like if someone did something wrong it's gone yeah yeah instead of like hey how about we teach them or just let let i'm sure someone's gonna clip the whole part where i'm basically advocating for killers and everyone oh Oh, that's the only point i recorded out of out of context because i really didn't mean that that was incredibly bad. I meant just the title of this cool episode is going to be OJ's OK. <laughs> <laughs> well, this was a conversation supposed to be about Bruce Lee in his incredible legacy and how, you know, 
his ability to bring people together, all different types of people, and really get them to think about the world in a different way, I think should be something we all take. You know, if, you know, we all went to a Black Lives Matter movement this past weekend, so, and I thought that was a really good thing to see. And I think if you disagree with it, maybe you should go see it and actually experience it. And if you still don't like it after, I mean, I don't know how you wouldn't take that, but see how peaceful. Yeah, just go see, experience, you know, get in, get involved, listen and learn. Learn, educate yourself. Well, yeah. It's like with um things normal people do. Like uh a lot of people down I'm going to make a stereotype like a lot of people like down south and people who are kind of like off the beaten path mm-hmm. could could easily be more racist. Because if you look at it like this, if they're not, if they've never interacted with anyone who's like black or Mexican or anyone like that, like they, and all they've heard is like these negative things about them. And it's just constant passing down of knowledge, knowledge air quote. Yeah. To the, like a false information or like something like that. It's like, like in the Bruce Lee documentary, if, if people have never like really seen or hung out or met or really interacted at all with someone who's Chinese and especially like in a movie exec, they're not going to like green light a thing because they're like, oh, how do I know this guy's going to be fine? And then, of course, because people are prone to putting people in groups, they're like, OK, I don't know this person. So all of them. Yeah. Are in that group. And that's a completely wrong way to look at the world. You know, exactly. That's so why people in cities tend to be a little more liberal because you're around more people. Yeah. You're interacting yeah. with different cultures and everything like that. Did you know when you're actually- spread out? Did you actually know New England's actually the most segregated uh, school system in the country? Yeah, that makes sense. Why? But I'm thinking more like New York City and stuff like that. Yeah, you interact with a whole bunch of different people, and yeah. But I think the New England school systems are the most. Oh wait, no, that that makes sense. Never mind. You said segregated, yeah, because they're not diversified. Yeah. Okay. So it was, I guess, like that makes sense. You don't have to explain. I just mixed up words. Yeah. Look up the history of that. It's interesting. But I don't know, exactly. like, even this podcast, like, even us, I think we probably say a lot of dumb things all the time that we don't mean or whatever. Well, We're always willing to I mean everything I say. Yeah. I'll quote that, and let's make a clip show next week. Nice. Okay. But um, any final thoughts? Anything else you guys want to touch on this week? OJ is okay. We can talk about the uh, MLB first-year player draft, which is going on right now, which is very exciting stuff. Wait, what? The Major League Baseball draft. Guys I didn't know we... they had a draft. Yeah, you didn't know that. Well, I know. I, I knew they had a draft. Is it televised or is yeah, it just... it's televised. I believe it's... I don't know if it's on ESPN, but I'm... it's definitely on the MLB network. Mm. I mean, yeah, we get to watch guys, guys get drafted that might sign. They might go back to college. Who knows? Ooh. You never know. And you won't have two rounds, players. right? Uh, no. If I get offered a contract, I am signing immediately. Why yeah. would you go back and play more? Um, I'll give to you get more money. So uh, like, it's I'm trying to think. I think there's like forty some odd rounds. There might even that might be an understatement. There might be more. This year they cut it back because of the whole like COVID shit. But like, if I go uh, out there and like coming out of high school, great. I'm you know best pitcher in the state or whatever. I get drafted out of high school in like the thirty fifth round. I'd be like, nah, you know what? I'm better than that. I'm going to go to college, take my D1 scholarship, go to college, 
become better, and then after, you know, two years or whatever, throw it again. Oh, cool, I'm up to 20? No, nah, let's go one more year. And then, then mm. I'm a first-round prospect. Yeah, you lose a little Except. bit, but, like, it's baseball. You don't see the major leagues. Most people don't see the major leagues until, like, five, six years anyways. Like, it's a very long okay. time for makes, most people. So, how does baseball make so much money? You play 182 games. And, like, Think about like, it. They are, generally... Do you guys watch baseball? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Well, we go to the games. Bender, you watch the Mets. Do you guys watch baseball? <laughs> I do. But no, like, if you think uh, about it from like a financial standpoint, um, baseball will generate the most per home game because you have so many. Just because ads and like ticket well, yeah, sales you and have everything. Home the... games. Whereas and football, beers cost like $30 yeah, a that too. freaking can. Football, you get well, like, how many home of... games? How many of those tickets go for like premium dollar amounts? Like, there's the New York Yankees has tickets that will go up to several hundred dollars. I think some even into the thousands, right? For like luxury box seats and everything. Yeah. But you can have so many seats like that. Whereas football, I don't think you can necessarily do that. Like, a lot of the seats are kind of like you can get really good seats for basically like $300, which I don't even know. If baseball good seats go to that price, I think they go much higher. I mean, unless it, they're the Mets. It depends. It depends where you are. Like being around New York and Boston, the ticket prices are automatically higher. That mm. that's the same as football too and basketball. If you go like down well, south, football is higher just because there's what sixteen games. Yeah, there's only eight home games you play, not counting playoffs. Yeah, but like so, if you go out to the Midwest, things are going to be cheaper. Hockey. I think hockey and the NBA are probably around the same because they play around the same amount of home games. But mm-hmm. like, once again, we're in, by Boston and New York. Everything's going to be fucking higher. Like, it's ridiculous. Whereas... Yeah, like everything... I've, the Knicks tickets are ridiculous. Yeah, and they're terrible. It's stupid. You they are. Colorado, you can go see the Nuggets play and the um, Avalanche play for next to nothing. Like, yeah. Like, 100 bucks and you can sit fucking ringside, courtside, ice side. I don't. Know, I don't know the yeah. expression for courtside seats at a hockey game. I ice side. I don't, I don't know. The coldest seat. Gl- glass glass side. Like I don't know. <laughs> glass adjacent seats. Yeah, but you know what I mean. But yeah, it's so pucking great. No, we get it. There we go. Yeah. All right. So do we want to end it here after we went? Well, I will off? say, hot take. City Field is one of my favorite fields to go to. I love City really? Field. Really? It, it, I like the I like how it's set up. Yeah, the, it's food, with the, the my, food's great too. One. Yeah, okay. can't deny. That's fair. My favorite one to ever go to was Camden Yards. So. Oh, Baltimore. In Baltimore. Baltimore. I heard yeah. Baltimore is beautiful. Like it's a great ballpark. Yeah, it just don't go there at night. Oh, or okay. don't leave there at night. Hmm. Yeah, stay in the stadium. Yeah, there we go. All right. Well, that's our uh, our podcast for the week. You can uh, email in at hottakesandbearbreaks and gmail dot com. Any suggestions for next week's story or yeah, any please, following things? We will about. literally do anything. Whoa, Justin. Whoa. Anything. Uh, follow us at on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at Hot Takes and Beer Breaks. And that's the show for the week. Thank you. Hey, bye, guys. Bye.